The Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by Hillsboro Yarn Shop, voted best yarn shop by our Hillsboro Yarn Shop employees. Have a cup of herbal tea and knit with us at Hillsboro Yarn Shop. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsboro since Sight Year here, your business name here, and Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of Truebottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine senselessly brilliant episode of the wine fellers ever you'll learn about the world's most offensive cocktail names so expect to be annoyed irritated and bothered but it gets even worse i mean better during the first half of our show we will have a nice wine pairing planned as we learn about our newest sponsor the hillsborough yarn shop all this, the wine news, and some more ill-considered Winefellers song exclusives, right here on a most extraordinary episode of The Winefellers. But first, let's find out what wine we are drinking today, Mark. And wine, y'all. And wine, y'all. Hey! Hey! Marco! It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gosh, your Italian accent is dead on. I've been practicing that for you, Marco. <laughs> that's really good. And you called me Marco, hey. which is a very Italian. That's Yeah, that's clever. It's, that's awesome. <laughs> what? Let's just, please. It's Monday. It Mark. is. Happy Monday to Happy you. Happy Monday. Ha- Happy Wine Fellers Monday to you. And I just poured us some wine. Thank goodness. A 2007 Puerto Viejo Reserve from Chile. It's a Carmenere grape. 
that makes this wine. That's a dark-skinned grape variety, originally from the vineyards of Bordeaux, and which has found a particularly suitable home in Chile. Huh. Yes. This, this, this particular grape, was it brought to Chile from some other part of the world, or is yes. it kind of native to that it was bought. It was brought to Chile from France, from the Bordeaux region. I see. And, uh, and we are drinking it now, and it is an absolutely terrible wine (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah it is horrible i was gonna ask if if uh this grape produces just as terrible wine in chile as it does in bordeaux i don't know i think something's really wrong well first of all i guess you could do worse at 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 the ten dollar price point but i mean let's just let's say let's talk about some of the some of the nice things about this wine mark yeah it's price it's a yes. It's cheap. It's cheap. In fact, in our it, case, I think you found this outside somewhere. No, this some, was free. Sometimes at the auction house, I get wine that I can't sell at auction, and the consigners don't want back for whatever, whatever reason. And this is uh, whatever reason because it's really cheap. And uh, so I said, well, might as well just serve it on the show then. And so, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's, uh, it's not it's, good enough to sell, and it's not good enough for the consigner to want it back. Yeah. So we. Have the pleasure of drinking it. So we had the it. pleasure of drinking it, and it's a really unexciting wine uh, with taste of bell pepper, uh, bubble you get gum. Bell pepper, bell pepper, yeah. And uh, I get um, it's really watered down. It's watered down, and it's I, I keep expecting to find some peppercorns floating in my wine. Yeah, it's very, very peppery. I think they did that to mask some of the horrible, horrible flavors in there. It actually tasted better when we first opened it. Yeah. Now it just tastes like lighter fluid. Oh, it is not good, Mark. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I guess we shouldn't be talking poorly about a, <laughs> a business that, you know, they did the best they can. So Puerto Viejo. Yes. I think that means old port. Yes. This is the reserve. Imagine what the non-reserve tastes oh, like. Oh, Okay. So it, this is the wine. But so now we have a, a new sponsor, the Hillsboro Yarn Shop. I heard that. I know. It's so exciting. What? is going on with this and why why am i the last to know these things well the hillsborough yarn shop and and as you know i'm a big knitter and um <laughs> you know i'll i'll you know sometimes i can't take your call because i'll be at the hillsborough yarn shop taking classes and as you know over the years i've given you hand warmers mittens uh toe hot up pads toe, yeah. you've given me some mm-hmm. some hot pads that's right a toe up magic loop socks i've given you i've given you Dreambird shawls the shawl, uh, I, I don't wear, Mark. I well, need to be honest with you. Really? Well, I, I use it for my feet. Oh, well, as long as you use it. Did you wear the sweater vest I needed for you? <laughs> uh, was that the one with the, with, uh, on, on the front, it had uh, Drew Barrymore, and on the back, it had E.T.? The one and only. Yeah, I wear that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, at the Hills- under <laughs> under my shirt at the Hillsboro uh, uh, Yarn Shop, you can buy yarn and also knit there. And as the uh, intro says, you can uh, drink uh, herbal tea. I don't think they have caffeinated tea there, so you might have to go somewhere else for that. No, Mark. Well, you know, after all, you're just knitting. Just knitting. Don't want to get too crazy. So, um, well, the issue is is that uh, you know why would a yarn shop sponsor a wine show? Well. I would like to know. There's actually a really good reason for this. <laughs> <laughs> you are you are you making this? No, up? there's really good. Re- so knitting and wine go together like wine and 
<laughs> something related to wine because they just do. Oh. There are, you might not know this, but there are hundreds of knitting patterns for wine enthusiasts. What? Yeah. There are hundreds of knitting patterns. Maybe, what is a knitting pattern? Oh, I guess you should back up for the back up for the non knitting <laughs> public like yourself. Yeah. A knitting pattern is Teach a, me. is a pattern where you would uh it's a pattern so it's like instruction sheet to show you what to do when you have your yarn and like, you know, kind of like a color by numbers. So you know what to do and when to change oh. when to change your knit stroke okay. or stuff sure. like that. Sure. Where the two pinning things you know what i'm talking about and <laughs> yeah. so yeah. yeah and so there are but there really are so if you ever want to make a personalized gift for a wine drinker this is the way to do it so weird so one thing you can buy are uh and, and people are making these all over the united states are wine a uh, koozie you know what a koozie is yeah a little uh little uh basically a sweater for your beer yeah so they make well, there's like wine koozie patterns that you can make Interesting. I see that you're turning it I'm over. Showing here. Joe a, a little drawstring at the top of something I made, but it would just uh, hold one bottle of wine. It's like a little individual bag, yarn knit knit yarn bag for your single bottle of wine. Yeah, it's, it has an advantage because there's a little knit cord to keep the base from your bottle from tipping over. Um, but you know, the pattern has a lot of potential creativity. Uh, you can embroider your hostess's initials or add stripes of novelty yarn for a funky effect. Um, you know, use your imagination, Joe. But this is this is something that you can do. And the good <laughs> the good news about this is that uh, it's really basically the same pattern one would use to make a sock. <laughs> so wait, <laughs> wait. When you say there's hundreds and thousands of wine related knitting patterns out there for wine, yeah. It, no, you're saying there's thousands of patterns of knitting that you could use for socks. Or you could use them for wine. Well, the the patterns are it's similar. It's just a giant sock. Yes, yes. it's a sock with the one of these patterns that's in the shape of a bottle that goes over your. Well, it's not even the shape of a bottle, but it just goes over your wine bottle. Oh, Mark! But that's a wine. It's called a wine koozie. It goes over your wine bottle. It gives your wine bottle a personalized effect when you're giving it as a gift. So that's one thing you can do. No, no, no stop. Do you, when serving wine, is it just for transport? This this wine koozie, or do you actually? Keep it on there while you pour the wine. We well, keep it on there while you pour it. You can transport it. You can, and even when you're done pouring it, when the wine glass is empty, when the wine bottle is empty, you can just. Have, I keep already it on. know the next winery fifty-one project What's to that? add to our special projects list. Okay, I want you to knit a wine koozie. Yeah, and and but I want you to knit on like some chicken wings and some chicken legs on the bottom. Sure. It's almost like a yarn stuffed animal. Okay. And the body. Right. Of, okay. You just, so you just need to knit, hold on to your hat. You could knit like a chicken, yeah. uh, knitted chicken koozie. Yeah. This is. Uh, what if you knitted. This is already, this is already been. What there. if you knitted. I'm on a roll here, Mark. What if you knitted a a, 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 I'm telling a you, bag, Joe, this has already been invented. In the shape of a chicken, yes. the chicken head, legs, and wings. But inside, you don't keep a wine, but a baked chicken. <laughs> a baked chicken in your chicken koozie? Yes. Okay, that's good. Right. I guess you get chicken juice all over your chicken koozie. <laughs> it would need to be washable, of course. Of course, it's washable, as most yarn products are, as they'll tell you at the Hillsborough well, Yarn Shop. That would be kind of cool. Like you could. Act like you're ripping into the chicken. Well, so they can teach you how to do this and this pattern. You can sit there at the Hillsborough Wine Shop, and they'll teach you how to do 
a chicken koozie, as you suggest. Mm. Now, another thing you can do at the, they'll give you a pattern for at the Hillsborough <laughs> Yarn Shop is a wine glass. They have wine glass holder patterns. Now, as you'll remember, now remember we, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if you'll remember, uh, some shows back, we yeah. introduced this product where it was actually a wine glass holder. Called the wine yoke. Right. Yarn yoke. And it's a glass that's held by a strap that goes around your neck. Yes. And then the glass hangs off your uh, uh, neck and onto your chest. And then sure. you can just keep your wine glass there and do other things with your hands while you're drinking your wine. It, did I describe that right? You did. It just uh, holds your wine there dangling from a, a, a lanyard, basically, right there at your chest. But now they have, you know, you can buy, buy knitting patterns and knit this yourself. You can knit your own wine yoke. Yeah. This is interesting. Uh, knitting seems to have taken on a life of its own, especially with the Facebook and millennial crowd today. Absolutely. It is essentially, you know, I guess it's easy enough for most people to pick up and knit something following these instructions that mm -hmm. you're mentioning. But I was a little concerned. The office uh, came to me. Folks in the office came to me and said, uh, hey, Joe. Did you know that knitting has really taken off? This actually happened, right? And and I'm I'm normally like this was a few months ago, okay. and I'm thinking, uh, you know, I don't care. <laughs> and they said, did you know that you can buy knitted pants? Yes. And I didn't. And I said that sounds ridiculous. And I said, if you buy me a pair of knitted shorts, You'll I will wear, wear them, them to work. Wow. And I don't know if they just had trouble finding them yes. or the thought of me walking around now, in knitted shorts was so terrifying. Does, Whatever that, the, does that still go if I buy them for you? Uh, no, well, no, man. Now I'm going to, you know, our, our listeners alone there, I'm going to be inundated yes. with knitted uh, uh, shorts and pants. Yeah. And I just, knitting is not like a, a tight, tightly woven fabric, there's lots of breathing holes. Through the think of a loose knitted scarf. Well, Joe, I, I mean, don't get there's it. a lot of stitches. Stitches. That, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that some are more tightly knitted stitches and some are more loosely mm -hmm. knitted stitches. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure I'm telling you something you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I know that these pants, I saw a picture of them. Yeah. And it's very loosely knitted, Mark. Now, if you want to impress your millennial friends, what you would do is actually, if you're just getting into knitting, you can actually knit little wine hats for your wine bottles. And these are little teeny wow. wine hats that go right on the top look of your that. wine bottle, right where the... It little They look like little toboggans. Right where the neck is. And then where the neck ends, you can have these little scarves the you, can, scarf. you can knit on and put it on your wine, wine bottle as well. Wine hats and scarves. That go on your bottle. And this is a thing, and people love to do this for... People love the wine, people love to knit. And this is another thing. I could see that being popular at Christmas time or over the holidays. People are just, uh, you might get someone a bottle of wine, mm -hmm. but, you, you know, festive, f make it a little more festive. Put a hat on it. Put a scarf on it. I can't believe I'm saying this, Mark. Well, this one I want you to describe. I have difficulty describing this. I'll just show you the turn, picture. Turn the computer around. Now, this around. is another thing for a wine bottle that people love to knit. Oh, uh, <laughs> Now, this is more along the lines, this is interesting, this is more along the lines of my chicken uh, uh, knitted bag. This is basically uh, a, uh, it is a knitted work of art that goes around a wine bottle 
and it is of the female figure torso. It is. Uh, with wearing a bikini. <laughs> it is. It's all knitted. And uh, that is, uh, uh, and I can see from my screen here, uh, that this bottle basically has a massive, a giant uh, pair of um, boobs. Okay. And uh, is wearing a pink bikini. And it says lady in bikini patterns. So I guess someone has created a knitting pattern. Then you too can knit this koozie that looks like the torso of a woman wearing a bikini. Yes. And so you too could go to the Hillsboro Yarn Shop, buy this pattern, and you could knit it there or you could take it home. You know, I choose to knit it there because that's where they serve the herbal tea. See, to me, it looks just wrong because you it looks like you've ripped off the head of this person because there's no head on this. No, it's just a torso. But at the end where the neck where the humanoid's neck is, mm -hmm. that's the the area from which you drink now. Yeah, I'm sure it's like you're some giant. You've picked up this lady off the beach, yeah. ripped off her head, yeah. and now you're guzzling uh, out of her neck. Well, I'm this sure, is wrong. Well, Mark. I'm sure you can. Th why do you put these images in my head? I'm sure there's a head you can knit too. But now that would be cool. You could get one of the hats from the previous image you showed me and put it on there. Well, thank you to our oh, new sponsor. Geez. We really do appreciate it. I uh, and for many more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for shows to what come. What are you trying to we, say? We, because <laughs> nothing goes better than wine and knitting, and we've always we've always said that on the Wine Fellers. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. Wine Fellers News is up next. Against the wall, forced into a gunfight. 
Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News, is your wine bar not doing very good business? Well, have you tried suing the president? Do you happen to know the one trick to running a successful sushi restaurant? Be the only sushi restaurant in the country, of course. That and more, right here on the Wine Fellers News. The news. A small wine bar near the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C. is now suing President Trump. <laughs> I heard about this. Did you? The owners of Cork Wine Bar say government business used Cork or quirk? Cork. Used Qu- to- quark? Cork. Oh. Yeah, quark. <laughs> Where physics meets wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, man, this is uh... <laughs> What? <laughs> this is good. So, so uh, Cork Wine Bar says government business used to be a big part of their bottom line, but now that Trump has moved into town as president and brand name, it's cutting into their profits. I'm not surprised. I think that it is a corrupting, it is corrupting our system said Cork Wine Bar co-owner, Kayad Pitts, that some foreign dignitaries and lobbyists and international business individuals see that by staying at the Trump Hotel and going to the restaurant, (laughs) they will curry favor with this president. I'm sure of it, right? Yeah, so now like this this wine wine bar is right next to Trump Hotel, and now no one's going to the wine bar anymore because they go to Trump, so Trump Hotel, so they can say, hey... We went to this hotel, so, you know. So they're suing. They're suing. On what grounds? Yeah, so they are suing, and the grounds that they're they're suing on is. um, uh, They don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) They don't like it. They don't like it. No, there's some reason. Sure. I mean, it must have something to do with uh, how the public government can't uh interfere with private bi- or compete with private business like it's like the north carolina umstead act here it is so they're alleging in a, in a lawsuit that the president is breaking the terms of the lease on the hotel property by holding public office not sure how that oh, works but huh. yeah that's okay. what they're alleging oh and uh, so it's a contractual dispute. It's Mark. a contr- uh, yeah so they think it's a conflict of interest for the president of the united states to say that there are uh, our businesses where he feels comfortable frequent frequenting. Got it. So, um, yeah. So they're saying it's a conflict of interest for President Trump. Um, I think of conflicts of interest. This is probably probably low down <laughs> the totem pole. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, of I mean, all uh, the problems facing our country. Well, you know. I, oh, I'm sure they're conflicts of interest. But uh, yeah, this one's you know. Probably not <laughs> as important. But uh, hey, good luck to these guys. I'm sure that our lawsuit will go as planned. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're only up against 
the president of the United States. Yeah, this I don't know this what is, they think they're doing, but the, this, the, they're they're up against the guy who appoints people to the highest court in the land. Yeah, so they're gonna this is gonna go bo- go before a judge, <laughs> and, and and the president's gonna gonna go. I don't like this judge. Let's do another judge or something. <laughs> and there's nothing they can do about oh, it. Oh man! So you know, if you're in D.C. And if you think about it, why not frequent Quark well, wine look, look, bar? Look. They should tap in. Here, here, this is a great. This is great what they're doing. Here's what's going to happen, Mark. Yeah. With this lawsuit, they're clearly getting pressed because this is real news. It's real news. It, it's in the news. It's real. It's happening. They are getting publicity for this, and I bet yeah, that you know there's good. a lot of people in the country you know who who love him and who hate him. Yes, and maybe maybe the ones who aren't too fond of him could go and spend their dollars at cork yeah i mean it's a good publicity stunt i guess if that's why they're doing it but yeah so uh, it could work it could work it i think it will work so if you're in dc and you want to spend money on overpriced wine come over here go to cork (laughs) go to quark (laughs) quark i like that better. i like that better too yeah quark yeah top quark top quark bottom quark (laughs) north korea has hey! A- no! What? No, no, no. But no, it- Mark. I know oh. I said I wouldn't do another story you about North Korea. You promised but- me. I- but this no, is- no, no, I'm happy you did. This is I have something for you here. <laughs> yeah. I've been keeping track of every time. I'm shaking. I'm so upset, yet so excited. I've been keeping track of every time you mention the Korea that m- is north of South Korea. And... I have it here. That is the 100th time you have mentioned their name, and I have a surprise for you here. What's that? It is a hat that was given to me as a joke uh, by a friend of mine. From It came straight from communist China. Wow. And uh, made by maybe some child over there or a fully grown adult. I don't know. (laughs) And it has their little red star on the front. But it's basically one of these, these traditional hats that a tourist would buy when they go to uh, Tiananmen Square or mm-hmm. any of these joyful uh, places full of happy memories. I'm sure I'll have no problem wearing that hat at the next so monster here, truck rally. I here attend. is your hat. And, Thank you. And, and because it is the 100th time you've mentioned North Korea, I'm going to let you go ahead and have this story. This one's on me, Mark. Okay. Go well, ahead. And, uh, I'll, and I'll lessen the blow for you, okay? All right. The country north of South Korea... Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Has a new fancy sushi restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> the owner was once the personal chef for King Jum Il. Back in the 1990s, uh, New Yorkers would have said you were crazy for opening a restaurant in Brooklyn. Two decades later, the borough has one of the most robust restaurant scenes in the world. It just goes huh. to show that you... Just to show you that the next big hot spot can emerge anywhere, maybe even <laughs> maybe even Pyongyang. Pyongyang. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, double meaning there, Mark. That's true. So, according to the Associated Press, a new upscale sushi restaurant has recently opened in the North Korean capital. The eatery, run by Japanese chef Kenji Fujimoto, boasts prices that start just at fifty dollars. Prices for like an entree of sushi? Yeah, fifty bucks. Yes. Okay. So, so that seems fine. So Kenji right, Fujimoto had deep ties to the Kim Jong Il regime, and is once again apparently friendly with the current 
North Korean regime. Uh, the Japanese chef actually fled the country in 2001, <laughs> fearing that his life was in danger. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. What gave him that impression? <laughs> no. God, well, I'm on their death list. Wish ever since I called Kim Jong Il Kim Jong the Second. Right. Well, you know, people always overreact in that country. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2012, Fujimoto returned to communist nation at the invitation of none other than Kim Jong Un. The chef said that he was greeted with a wild drinking party and was given a pass to visit the secretive country whenever he wants. So now it appears that the chef is using that goodwill to get back into the new North (laughs) Korean sushi game. No, man. You know what happened. What? Uh, They finally got his family. (laughs) Right. He didn't invite. Yeah, he invited him back. Hey, how would you like to come back and work for me and have your family live? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're holding on to him for uh, credit. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's terrible! But uh, this sushi restaurant—is it the only one in the country? The only one in the country. Wow. So they have, yeah, they have a monopoly. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the the big problem, though, is that most North Koreans can't afford the fifty dollars price tag. Oh, that that's like fifty U.S. dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, really, only people who can afford to eat there are foreign diplomats, UN workers, businessmen from China, and other countries who choose to dine at this restaurant. What? Okay, if they are having these foreign diplomats there and they're whining and dining them, right? Where do they go? So now they've added a sushi restaurant as an option. Yeah. Right? But what existed before that? I'm curious. Like, do they have uh, their own version of the Outback Steakhouse? I mean, well, I'm sure they had stuff. I mean, rice cakes and. No, I'm genuinely curious. I don't now. know. I have no idea. But, you know, North Korea is coming along. So have we been just too harsh on them? Well, look, I mean, uh, it's just in human nature to want to seek out. Fine, the finer things in life. Right? Yes. Uh, fine wine, mm-hmm. fine sushi. Right. Global thermonuclear warheads based off an ICBM platform. The finer things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is right in keeping with all of the other <laughs> progress initiatives. Keep up the good work, King Jum Un. <laughs> we'll check back in with you next week. So don't go anywhere. Unless it's to the sushi restaurant in North Korea. Weinfellers special event right up next. We are the Weinfellers. We swallow to get more mellow.
love to present a happy precedent. A super segment. It's Wine Fellers Special Event. Turn your radio up. Turn it up. Grab your wine cup. Go get it. Put on some makeup. Oh, yeah. Wine Fellers Special Roundup. Cork your wine bottle. Feed your brothel. Brothel. Seal that glory hole with Mark and Joe on cruise control. Lost your wife and kiss to cancer. Your life is on skids. You've got no reason to live. Let the wine fellers plant a blissful kiss. We're proud to present a happy present. A super segment is wine fellers that leave it. <laughs> All right. Uh, is, uh, nice background. That's very nice. It's, it's, <laughs> we have the most wonderful special event, as denoted by our special I event song. Can't wait. After a song like that, I need some good news. We do have good news because we all love one thing, and that's drinking wine. But the second thing is drinking cocktails. Uh, yeah. Sure. But not all cocktails are created equally. Where are you going with this? Some I don't like to look in your eye right now. So remember when we, uh, uh, some shows back, I, mm. uh, I made some bad cocktails for you to try? Oh, there was the, uh, the one that sticks out was the infected whitehead. Which was a real cocktail name. Oh. And it was like cottage cheese and, and tomato juice and vodka, I think, or something else. Oh, it was disgusting. It was. But we have the top most offensive cocktail names. <laughs> <laughs> These are real drinks that are served at restaurants or bars somewhere in the United States. These are re- I did not make these up. Did you run these by our producer? No, I did not. Oh, boy. So don't get upset at me. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> These are real cocktails. They're made somewhere in the United States, and someone thought it was a good idea to make these and serve these. These, to other have, these are drinks that have been ordered. Yes, at a bar. That's right. Here in the good old USA. So the first one. Okay. Is uh, this is a drink that's made served in a bar in Michigan? It's whiskey, cherry juice, and a soda. Whiskey, cherry juice, and soda. And it's in a bar in Michigan. It's called Michigan Impossible. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Michigan Impossible. Yeah. Tell me the ingredients again. I want to see if I can uh, figure whiskey, this out. Whiskey, cherry juice, and soda. It's not bad. Yeah, I don't know where they came up with that name. It's not terribly offensive. No, why would that be offensive? I don't know. Well, let's move on to the next one. All right, sure. Okay, the next one is- Man, this is going to be easier than I thought. I guess so. Number two will be uh, another uh, uh, of the most offensive uh, cocktail names. It's called Knob Cheese Martini. Knob Cheese Martini. It's Knob Creek Bourbon. Okay. And uh, and cheese. Huh. Knob Cheese Martini. Is it like, uh, do they make cheese at this vineyard? No, it's like mascarpone cheese. Uh, huh. Did they mix in? Yeah, it's not bad. It's knob interesting. Knob cheese. Knob cheese. Knob cheese what? Uh, martini. A knob cheese martini. Right, with bourbon. I don't huh. know. So, like, is, like I've heard of head cheese, like pig cheese. Yeah, it's not terribly offensive, but evidently it's on this list, so we'll just keep on going through it. Man, these are completely not offensive. Right. So number right, three, next. a bloated bag of monkey spunk. What? Who would want to drink that? <laughs> so that's a you know interesting name. 
That, I think maybe we're getting a little more offensive. Bloated bag of monkey spunk. This is a real cocktail name. That's I'm not disgusting. Making... <laughs> that is, Mark, we... <laughs> I'm not making this up. I know we enjoy some lowbrow humor but, here. No, we, but this tr- is a real cocktail name. It's golden rum, peach schnapps, orange something. <laughs> orange something? I don't know what that word is. Pineapple juice and orange juice. What? And so, yeah. That just sounds... It does sound... The drink sounds completely calm and normal, and they were like, how are we going to get people to drink this completely normal drink? Well, we'll call it Monkey Spunk. Well, so I'm telling you, these are the most offensive names of real drinks that are being served, so it's not... I'm just... I'm waiting for an offensive name paired with an offensive drink. Okay, well, let's try this one then. All right. Uh, The next one is a butt juice cocktail. A what? Butt juice cocktail. Can you say that on air? Butt? Sure you can. No, cock. No, cocktail. Oh. Yes. Oh, cocktail. I see. You're okay. saying cocktail. All right, got it. Oh my gosh. So yes. <laughs> so you uh this is a served it's a drink that's served in a miniature toilet. <laughs> now that is an offensive drink. So I showed Joe the pictures. That it really, looks it's, horrible. It's served in a small it, toilet it bowl. It looks like it's full of blood. Well, it doesn't look good. But so they don't Wait, what is the name of this again? But juice cocktail. <laughs> You keep trailing off at the beginning well, of that. I don't that, know. Mark. So it's orange juice, pineapple juice, and cognac. Oh, that the does do they call it that because it looks like butt juice or because it doesn't it look makes well, you have butt juice? It doesn't. No, it doesn't look appetizing. It does. It looks disgusting. All right. So the especially next, when they serve it in a miniature porcelain toilet so with they, a straw. So they mix of the offensive co- cocktail name. That's the top one offensive one so All far. Right, well, I'm not making this oh. up. This co- butt juice. This cocktail is called called the penis extension. <laughs> <laughs> Say it with some authority, Mark. Penis extension. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, I <laughs> please just what is? They, I, look, actually, will could, you pour? They would look. We look. are we are we are drinking. So here, here, if if you're just tuning, can I say something yeah, yeah, to our just, listeners? Tell, tell us what if we're doing. If you're just tuning in, yeah, what we're doing. Uh, Mark earlier in the show opened up a horrible, horrible bottle of wine. It's pretty bad. Uh, that I am now forced to drink more of because he is going through a list of the world's most uh, horrible, uh, offensive cocktail names ever so here we go These Mark. Are real I'm names pouring now, some more so, of this so, terrible wine just so i can get through this segment with so you. here are the issue is is that they wouldn't say actually what was in this cocktail i tried to look it up and when i looked it up i didn't really get <laughs> in, in the penis uh, extension cocktail they wouldn't tell you what was in it but when i tried to google it what came up on google is not exactly <laughs> uh, what i wanted Mark, to yeah, yeah that's not gonna work if you know <laughs> i was not getting what i what i was set out to look for so uh did you you should did you try the images tab yeah that didn't help that was worse <laughs> so that the, so you know you the hardest try. the hardest recipe to find online yeah because it's not the recipe you're actually looking it's for. like opening up a restaurant called porn yeah. No one's ever going to find you on the internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're yes. never going to be the first hit. <laughs> right. Yes. If you're, yeah, that's a good idea. If you want to be incognito, you should change your first name to porn. <laughs> no one ever finds you. Uh, first good. and last name. That's that, good. that has a ring to it. Porn, porn. Yeah. You'll never. It's like, yeah, you are, you are just a mystery. <laughs> ever find you. That's funny. Okay. So the next one is, um, wait, that's right. I was about to ask you what goes into a I can, penis extension. I can't find out. Can't find out. I can't find out. All right. So the I'm next, sure some crushed Viagra. 
Uh, we'll get to that. All right. So the next one is uh, a real cocktail drink name. It's called I'm on the dill. You can cumin side me. <laughs> I'm on the dill. You can cumin. Cumin. Inside. No, no, no. Cumin. You can cumin side, side me. me. Yes. <sighs> We are slowly getting through this horrible, offensive <laughs> list of cocktails as I drink some of the worst wine you've ever brought on the show. Well, I don't know. So the you know our producers looking at me sideways. What goes into again I'm on the dill again? I could not find what was in it. It's one of those things when you Google. I don't know if I believe you. You are you have just written down a bunch of. No, this is a real drink. It is. It's a real drink. Who would, would I make this up? Who? No, this yeah. is actually kind of. Yeah. Pretty good material. Yeah, it's a pretty here. good one. Yeah how how could you how could someone mention this name but not include the recipe for it? I'm not sure, but it I'm be. on the dill. You no. I'm on the I'm on the dill. Cumin side, side me. me. Right. Okay. Not you can. No. no. That's We're not, not saying that. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one. <laughs> A real drink. <laughs> and I've we got through that one, Mark. That was tough. Uh, this next drink, I've actually seen on. A, uh, I've actually seen this on a, on a on a menu. I've actually seen this. I know for a fact this exists. Okay. It's called. And I gotta say this right, so I don't get anybody in trouble. It's called Adios, Mother Emfer. Adios, Mother Emfer. Yes, that's a real drink. What does that even mean? Adios. I know what that means. Yeah, it means. Show me, show me how you typed it out on here. Okay. Oh, let me see. Let me turn around. Let me see it here. Yeah. Let me see it. You're turning around. Um, <clears throat> you get it. So the, you know. The, oh. Yeah, yeah. So the, so I think the reason why they call it that is that because it means adios. If you drink this, it's it's gonna put you under. It's a, it's uh, a harsh see. drink. What goes in it? It's like half an ounce of vodka, half an ounce of rum, half an ounce of tequila, half an ounce of gin. Gin, <laughs> half an ounce of liqueur, uh, two ounce ounces of sweet and sour mix, and two ounces of Seven Up. I can see why you would say yeah. adios, people. Yeah, adios is right as yeah. you drink that. Yeah. Well, that's like the classic uh, shot you hear about the mind eraser. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That, Something. Okay. Like that. Whatever. I'm not impressed with that one. No. Okay. The next one is called a blank burner. Literally blank, or no, I can't, you can't say, say it. Blank burner and it rhymes with heinous, <laughs> and a heinous burner. A heinous burner. Can we not say? No, nah, well, we probably shouldn't. And so the reason why it's called that is one part. Just <laughs> one, well, one part habanero. Well, there you go. So it's one juice. part tequila, one slice of ha uh, jalapeno pepper, and uh, hot sauce. Finally, a name that is just straight up what it is. Yes. Now, maybe you can explain this. The one. heinous burner. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's even better, actually. I like it's it. like it's a heinous. Yes. So the, <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, these are all real cocktail. Uh, if you're just if you're just joining us on the wine, fellows are going over real cocktail names in bars that are being served somewhere in the United States, and we're trying to find the worst ones, the most offensive ones. We are just letting you know what they are. Drinking our bottle of so wine you, to you get through it. You can look these up, and, uh, and you can uh, see that. Try one. it yourself. Try it yourself. Try the heinous burner. The next one, I'm not sure why this exists or why they call it this. Maybe you can help me out. It's called Liquid Viagra. It seems like that's in the same 
genre as the penis extender? Well, this one is one part Jägermeister. Got it. And then uh, some herbal liqueur. Uh, all right. And then a third can of Red Bull energy drink. See, I guess they can't advocate the use of prescription medication in these drinks. Yeah. So they couldn't say, and four crushed up Viagra. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I well, first of all, you can't you uh, uh, here in the U.S. at least you couldn't you couldn't sell Viagra without a, a pharmaceutical license. Yeah. Right. But I bet there are places in the world, Mexico, for example. Yes. Uh, where you can go down, you know, down there you go and you can order whatever drugs you want at the pharmacy, just over the counter. Give me some, uh, uh, give me some antibiotics, you know, give me this, give me that, give me some Viagra. Here you go, here you go. I bet you could have great cocktails in Mexico. A fusion of liquor and pharmaceutical grade products. That sounds like a great idea, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you talk about a, 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 a drink cocktail called the what? Yes. Well, yeah. The Viagra what? Uh, liquid Viagra. Liquid Viagra. There's not any Viagra in it. Well, no, but it's like I think they could have put herbs in it or something. Oh, please. Now, this next one, I don't know if I can... Um, gosh, I guess I probably can't say this one. So Turn it around to me. I don't know if we can say... I don't we know, can say anything on the no, air. No, I don't know. You can say that first word. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, come on, that man. That sounds pretty offensive. So we'll let's go to the next one. Well, no. How could we dance around this uh, one? How about this one? Is this one? A, can we say this one? Next? Which one? On there, there. Well, look, if you if you can say that, you can say the one above it. Okay. Well, this one is because they're the same thing, basically. This one is just called uh, Jesus Juice. She can say that. Well, he did turn wine into water. Yeah. So Jesus Juice. No, the other way around. Right. Uh, well, it's one of those ways. Either way would be impressive. And the laws of physics say you could go both ways. Yeah, of course. So, Jesus juice is wine and Coke. Because of wine, see? Yeah. And Coke. Huh. I don't know. Well, that's not offensive at all. No, but that's, you know. It's not obnoxious. That other one before, uh, it we can say the first word, right? Well, it was Afga- Af- Afghani. Afghani. Something. Afghani. Um, well, you could use a nicer term. Mm, How about an no. Afghani free? They could be a f- type of freedom fighter. Okay. Fighting for women's freedom All right. through well, promiscuous acts. Yes. Let's move to the next one. Okay. The next one is um, pretty offensive. Slap- Where did you get these? Uh, off the uh, internets. Oh. Slap your mama? That's, that's pretty offensive. That is offensive. So that's um, a, a citrus soda, orange juice, and spiced rum. It is it. Do you, after you drink that, do you want to say, man, I want to smack my mama? I don't know why they call it that. Maybe I thought you could tell me why they call it that, but that's- Give me the I, ingredients again. Citrus juice, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, citrus soda, orange juice, and spiced rum. Hmm. And then the last, well, it's not the last one. I don't know sorry. why, they, I don't know where that name would come from. Uh, the next one is uh, called Ass, and it's just- Can you say that on, on air? I can say that, checked. I can say so that. So say, say it with determination. As in a donkey, it's called Ass. Huh. And it's one ounce a donkey drink, sort of. It's one ounce absolute vodka, one splash of sour apple pucker schnapps, mm-hmm. and that's the drink. I don't know, but it's it is, huh. but that's you know. Oh, probably because it tastes like. 
Uh, maybe. But so then, but you know, I have a few dishonorable mentions. Maybe uh, there's you're, one. You're turning the well. There's one called. There's one called the curse. You can say that, Mark. Say I can that say one. that the curse. You, no. The, what was oh, in the oh, curse? I, oh, I see the. I'm looking at the one yeah, under it. No, uh, yeah. Uh, no, nah, that one's tasteless, Mark. Well, I know it's offensive. The curse is tasteless. All right, that's pretty tasteless. That's tasteless. It. Oh, All right, it's basically win. a giant glass mixed with, uh, I guess, pr- bathroom products. Mm. Could we say that? Yeah, that's not uh, good. But used bathroom products. Oh goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, we can't. You know, the uh, next one, of course. Yeah, you can say that. It's called the dirty bong water. Dirty bong water. What goes in the dirty bong water um, besides dirty bong water? I don't know. This is, I'm inclined to think that you just made most no, of these No, I up. didn't. It's one of these things. You Google dirty bong water, you're not going to get what you want to buy. <laughs> you're not going to get a cocktail. <laughs> you're really not. And so, you know, you have to think about that when you're... <laughs> How did you... Well, where were these mentioned? Well, on... Uh, yeah. No, it was like a, no, there was like a real publication. I don't remember if it was Good Housekeeping or something, but it was something. <laughs> it was, you know, it was an actual publica- a real publication. What would, um, which of those is the worst? Well, um, probably one of the ones we couldn't say, Mark. Probably ones we couldn't say. Tell me what's in that Afghani drink that we couldn't say the full word of. Yeah, in the Afghani drink was uh, four ounces of rum, one can of root beer, and four ounces of vodka. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think the issue with these drinks is that they're most of them are strong and they're supposed to, you know, put your lights out. But, uh, you know what? You could just call it a, the suicide bomber. Yeah, well, there's actually one like that. There was something called the Irish car bomb I didn't mention. Yeah, that's not offensive at all. Well, that's pretty offensive. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, they're, that is offensive. But they're pretty, you know, you know, we see why they're calling it that because it's something uh, that's very strong. They said it's similar to a boilermaker. It's like a bomb shot. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is uh, a w- interesting story about. Um, uh, is Mountain Doomy offensive? No. Okay. No. All right. Well, that's one. Well, I was uh, up in the mountains one year on yes. an annual brother-in-law retreat, and it's one of these things where we go up, we play some golf, and uh, we bring a bunch of you know uh, microwavable burritos and 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 alcohol. And one year, uh, one of us at some point during the trip announced that he was going to make, and this might have been me, um, Irish car bombs. Mm. But I didn't have any Irish whiskey. I had Kentucky bourbon. Okay. And uh, and I I was missing a lot of the ingredients okay. for this. But I, I diligently set out uh, to make an Irish car bomb. Uh-huh. Um, and because it was using Kentucky bourbon and other, and I think I used some heavy whipping cream because i didn't have any baileys or anything like this interesting the way it curdled when the uh alcohol touched the the dairy product uh my friend uh coined the phrase that i didn't create an irish car bomb but a kentucky curdled carriage bomb that's good anyway it's something like that right where uh a play on the original name Yes. But it turned out much worse. That's right. So, I mean. It was a pathetic attempt. So, for our listeners out there, if you'd like to try to make one of these drinks, please do so. And you could take a picture of it and post it on Twitter and let us know. Responsibly. 
responsibly put whatever that means yo because most twitter users are responsible users i I love that yeah there's the pinnacle of human society and i am so done with twitter why because you know it's just where every troll in the universe hangs out and i'm just done with it i thought that most of twitter was basically other uh, chat bots talking to one another it's just ridiculous so but please, you're done with it. Yeah. Is the wine fellers done with Twitter? Oh, no. Please join us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we fit right in, I we feel, fit Mark. Right in. I mean, saying stuff like this, if you tweet these words in Twitter, it's going to get lost in the noise of the inhumanity. You know, I mean, but, you know, I, I diligently post on Twitter. I do about wh- what the show's about and, you know, some nice picture and some funny quip. But, you know, does it do any good? No one's even watching us on Twitter, Mark. I Why are we on know. Twitter? I don't know. All right. If if you see the Weinfellers hanging on to Twitter, yes. call in, write in, tweet to us, I guess. Yes. Let us know we should keep the, the account. Maybe we should just go radio silence. If not, I say we, we delete it and move on to something better. Oh, uh, yeah. Like uh, Squarespace? I was thinking drinking more wine. Oh, drinking wine. But no, we have to do some kind of social media and we'll we'll move on to uh Instagram or some other Yeah. So, <laughs> thank you for joining us on the Wine Fellers. And we're going to get through the rest of this bottle of wine. Enjoy. You've been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers. North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies. Change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine
In summer, the bushfires rage and rage and rage on such beautiful days. And we fight them with water that runs through the cracks. Water we're desperately trying to save. So I'll just live on wine and water my vines and sleep on the wind with the fires right behind. W 